Welcome to the new Teacher Talk podcast. We are helping you find your passion, learn your craft, and share your successes. And we are live. All right, everybody. Pushing Welcome off. to Pablo Nuesa. We're going to do episode six for you today. Episode six. Episode six. So first off, we just want to thank all the people who have uh, left a five-star, five-star review on iTunes. We're humbled. We're grateful. And um, what we've really found helpful is feedback. Some people have given us some, I'm going to say constructive criticism, some friendly feedback. And because of that, we're listening and we are going to introduce a new format where we go deep on one topic. And so we're going to mix that in with the um, the other episode Absolutely. formats. I, so I thank, thank you for the suggestions. I it's thank you. All for the, good stuff. Yeah. So we're going to... Sh- yeah. We're gonna give it a shot. Yeah, we're gonna give it a shot. All right. So but that'll today, be in the next. That'll be in that'll the next. be episode seven. Yeah. Yeah. So in to, six, something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. So today <laughs> we're gonna talk about um, your relationship with other staff members and um, how your personality type builds into that. What else are we gonna talk about? Uh, first year lessons learned. Yeah. First the, year lessons learned. Yeah. The top lesson learned from first year of teaching, and when and how to teach a skill. Versus a concept. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. So thanks for joining us. Here we go. Pablo. Yeah, that's my name. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, So my number one thing that I would say on how to build relationships, uh, I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. But when you're a a new teacher and you're just getting into the profession, Depending on the staff that you're joining, you may or may not have a lot of allies initially. You would think that everybody's going to be part of your team, but you can't assume that. It's not true. You you just can't (laughs) assume that. So I think one of the things that I remember doing or I learned afterwards and I helped maybe on the veteran side versus uh, um, trying to communicate with, with other staff members is Maybe not to talk about school stuff all the time. Yeah. Like it sounds, you know, <laughs> counterproductive, so to speak. But um, yeah, find that common ground, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think the idea is that you should find find commonalities that you can talk about that aren't school related, yeah. and I think you'll get a little bit more interaction and get to know somebody a little bit better and a little bit deeper. Yeah. You have um, any examples of that? Like a, a way you connected with a staff member that. Maybe you wouldn't have otherwise, like... Yeah, well, the idea is almost on... It's on the same idea. I guess it works with building relationships. And that is giving small gifts. And they could be gifts that you actually purchase. Yeah. Or just giving up your time. So if um, if a co-worker has, let's say... Uh, recess duty. Yeah, yeah. Just offer up, hey, you know what? Go take five. Yeah. Go take 15. Go take the whole time off. I'm going to cover your... Dude, that's, uh, I'm gonna cover that's that noble. Duty. That's noble And I of think you. it'll... It's kind of the in yeah. to having conversations yeah. and where you can go a little bit deeper. But it could be, hey, you bring them a $5 Starbucks card yeah. one day. I guarantee you, especially in in uh, education, you'll be paid back. Uh yeah. And that's some um, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a $5 for sure. gift card. So yeah. So for me, I like I think of that example, I think of like a grade level team at an elementary school. So where I my first you know teaching 
assignment was um, we had 30 English teachers in our high school department. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, well, who do I give the gift card? To? 30? Do I, yeah. Do I buy 30 English wow. teachers? Yeah, no, that's, that's no, probably not no. feasible. But I do have some some tips for that is, is and this actually happened um, by coincidence as I, I had a, a baseball player. Um, you actually may have um, heard of him, Ricky Nelasco. I have. Um, yeah, yeah. So was he, he, he was my. A or do you know? I don't know where he's been recently. Yeah, I was yeah. a huge aficionado of sports for many years. I've kind of let that go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky Nolasco, keep, yeah, yeah. keep going. Yeah, look, look him up. up. the internet. Look him up. Uh, so Ricky was one of my students in sophomore English. And so I decided to go see a baseball game. You know, it was a home game. I walked out after school to the field, sat there, watched him. And yeah, there's this picture right there. Yeah. Rick, Ricky Nolasco. Out of Corona. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And so... Um, so the thing is, I went out to support him, but I ended up forging this friendship with the coach that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And so um, because we had Ricky in common, like we didn't really have anything else. I was an English teacher. He was a PE teacher. Um, but then it became a, a common bond for us. And so just going out of the way to attend an event that was special to another right. staff member, that was a way to develop a relationship. So that that's one strategy that I would suggest is like I like the idea of giving small gifts. Um, but sometimes maybe you don't know who, like if it's not a, a grade level or maybe you're a co-advisor on a club or something like that. Um, and it makes sense to give somebody a, a gift, but yeah. attending events that are special to people is another good way. Definitely just an idea. Don't think that you have to <laughs> empty your pocketbook to make friends. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Uh, and later, uh, I'll just end with this. Um, so later when I became an instructional coach and I worked with uh, teachers on a regular basis, I'd visit them. I would pay attention to um, the types of validation or affirmation that made sense to them. So I used a book called The Five Love Languages. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it no. kind of helps you um, tune into whether people respond to words of affirmation um gifts which is one okay. of the five la- love languages by this uh this book is by gary I'm Chapman. A natural you're a natural right you're already <laughs> on on the market and then uh one is like physical touch like um that is like obviously more maybe an intimate thing but sometimes like shaking somebody's hand or a pat on the back sure. can mean something um gifts of time like spending uh, quality time with people and there was one more i think uh i named uh Four. Four, but yep. extra credit if you find the one I missed and and you leave us a comment on YouTube or uh, on iTunes. Instagram or uh, Twitter. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. so what I would do is I would use these um, ways to affirm people and I watch what they responded to. That's so, super cool. So, oh, the other one was um, look at you words of affirmation. I think I said now. That. What are the people going to do? What's that? How are they going to leave us? Uh, you know that fifth tip. <laughs> You've told them. I, no, I think it was. I think I repeated it. Oh. But I would like write a note <laughs> see if they re. Uh, responded to that. If they didn't right, right. respond to the right the right note, I give them a gift. So just try to Very figure cool. out what makes people tip. Very cool. All right. How about I'm, uh, I'm going to throw this right yeah. back at you, yeah. right, in, right into your wheelhouse. Yeah. First year lesson learned. Oh my learned. gosh. Well, there were so many uh, bruises and battle scars for my yeah. first year. I <laughs> I tell you, like I really struggled with classroom management, um, and. And there were many lessons learned with classroom management and strategies and structures and uh, things like that. But for me, what I took away with as like it w- it became a core value for me out of that first year is I realized I would never be perfect in terms of executing um, like the perfect lesson. Right. Um, and so I decided I would value above all else developing relationships. Nice. And um, so it kind of tied into teaching 
um, the whole student or um, paying attention to not just the instruction lesson, the content, but those other soft skills and experiences that went like wrapped around the lesson, like shaking their hand. And we've talked about this before, shaking their hand when they come in the door, figuring out ways to build teams between students, um, getting to know students personally. Um, Yeah, I made a goal to learn their names, all their names as soon as I could. So that that was my number one lesson learned uh, from from your year one. What what about you? For me, I, I was thinking about this earlier before we start. It's just to stay humble and confident. First year depends on how much work you put in, and it depends on your entry point into education. I came from a second career, mm. so I had a, per se, a wealth of experience, maybe not in education, mm-hmm. but I felt like it should probably translate a little more, in my head anyways, into yeah, yeah. teaching and just being uh, confident in what yeah. I did. And so it did, but I think it also got in the way of maybe mm. maybe it came across as cockiness, which I don't want to come yeah. across as. I, I do want to cr- come across as somebody who's very confident yeah. in what they do, but vulnerable. And yeah. so that's why I say stay humble because you always want to continue to keep learning um, while Absolutely. you want to seek out the latest and greatest in um, pedagogy or whatever it might be that you're uh, seeking, yeah. I think the the opportunity that you have to stay humble and listen to other people and learn is huge. Yeah, and I, I, I think if you stay balanced in that way, mm-hmm. I think you're going to have an awesome career in education. Yeah. And there's a there's a nice crossover between that, because if you're staying curious and humble, that ties in with getting to know people. Like Absolutely. if you're really attentive to them and you're picking up the things that they care about, the things that they talk about, like students coming into class talking about sports or talking Absolutely. about um, popular culture. If you're curious about that, that will also like that keeps you humble, but it also fits right into you have an end to develop that relationship. For sure. Nobody likes a know-it-all and nobody, <laughs> no, they don't. Because it's almost like you're you're doing the antithesis of what you were just talking about. It puts up a wall. Yeah. Like, oh, they just either, or people yeah. buy in that, oh, this person just knows way too yes. much. I, you know, I don't belong. Yeah. Or just, they're just turned off by a period. You know, and it's, that's a tricky, a tricky path to walk Absolutely. as a teacher because we are the content area experts. Or and, should be. And, and, well, we right? should be. Yeah, right? We should. But then you do run the risk of alienating students if you act like you know it all. And sometimes um, you draw students into learning if you play dumb in certain ways and you invite them to be the ones who discover it. So um, that's a whole other topic on inquiry based lesson and the grand. Yeah, the I was going to say a lot more right there, but I'll let, let let's it go, go because it's going to be three. an 82 minute podcast. <laughs> All right. So uh, in segment three, we're going to talk about teaching skills versus concepts and, and kind of why and when. Um, so do you want to take this first? I, I'll, I'll start it. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I don't I don't know what the number is. Is it 50-50-49-51? Glad I got my math right there. <laughs> but the the idea for me is to make sure you balance thoughts mm. and ideas with discrete information, right? Things that yeah, you yeah. need that are rote and yeah. you just need to have some automaticity right. to. And you know, I don't have any perfect examples, but the tying it to the real world mm. I mean, I have examples, but it, this is more, I want to make sure that 
this even this podcast yeah. is a a gut feeling yeah. thing that you're hearing this raw and live yeah and um yeah. my feeling on this is like Yes, I do believe reading is important <laughs> and breaking down, you yeah. know, grammar right? is important. Yeah. I, I, so some people like tend to hear me and think like the opposite potentially. Right, right, right. But I do think there is a lot of weight that should be put on those soft skills and things yeah. that allow students to get when they're not students any longer and mm. get out into the real world. Um yeah, they need they need support there, too. And I think we're a little too heavy on that on skill skills. Side. That's so interesting. And you even took it deeper than I was thinking, because I was thinking like language and literature no, yeah, concepts yeah. versus sure. like life life uh, skill concepts, which mm -hmm. is absolutely huge. Uh, and really, for me, like that would be the ultimate goal. I'd rather have them be an excellent student of life more than an excellent student of literature, you know. Uh so um, I think that's going to support the student yeah. a lot further. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we don't disagree that right. You know, all all the other stuff is is super important yeah. too. I just you know we'll again. I, I think I reference this a lot that we'll be talking about this on another <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when we whittle when we whittle down students to a percentage of grade, yeah, um, it, yeah. it's. It's, it, it's does not the, it's, it does a disservice to the student. Yeah. Absolutely. So for me, when I um, I came out of my teacher ed experience when a uh, whole language or the whole language mm -hmm. movement was a thing. So it was like instead of teaching grammar or phonics, let's say, to teach somebody how to read, it would be like have them read a book together and somehow through osmosis they would pick up um, they would pick up those reading skills. So that's how I was taught. And then later I, I became a consultant. I worked in school districts where, you know, the state had taken over the school because the test scores were so low. And at that point, you really have to look at some fundamental skill structures sure. um, to, to make sure the students learned how to read. Um, but for me, when I was teaching uh, high school, like AP English, AP uh, Language and Literature, um, what I would do is I would introduce skills. I would introduce those discrete rhetorical devices. Yeah. We would teach them. There'd be some rote practice, but then we would move into a larger context. Like you're writing this essay and I would say, Hey, you have to use three of these and two of these. So it'd be, it would be a predictable way that they could take those things from practice and use them in like a game. Yeah. Cause yeah. you want them to be automatic. Like yeah. it allows you to yeah. move on to the next thing for sure. Yeah. So Profound, my friend. Yeah, well, thank you. I don't want to belabor I that. It. I think we're on to yeah. our, uh, our closing and our social yeah, media shout it. out. Let's do so, it. Um, yes, we have a Instagram shout out to Good, Good Morning, Morning Ms. Foster. Foster. So uh, we just want to give her a shout out for um, having a good, a vibrant Instagram feed. And not only that, her bio is London teacher currently teaching in Malaysia. So if you want to see that international side of teaching, check her out. She and has a hashtag yes. that she'd also like to share. Yes. I believe is choose a book Tuesday. Use that hashtag. Yeah, choose a book Tuesday. Um, so we'd like to draw your attention to that. And then in the show notes, we'll include some links to specific resources for reading and writing uh that we think are hip i'm gonna say hip hip it up all right and so next time next time we're gonna Whoa. try out a brand new format you asked for it and you're, you're gonna, gonna get, get it, it. <laughs> we're gonna try all right so next time we'll t pick one topic and go in depth and that topic is gonna be competition 
versus cooperation when Ooh. working with students? I disagree. All right. I do, no. too. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Until next time. Hey, we'll see you guys next time. All right. High five. High five. And don't forget to follow us on pabloandwest.com. Yeah. And all right. Instagram. And, and Instagram. Everybody. All of them. We out. All right, Connect bye. with us on social media at Pablo and Wes. On Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and all the podcast places on the web like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Overcast. And remember to get your free special gift at pabloandwest.com slash gift. Yay! <laughs>